Welcome to Reinventing Professionals, a podcast hosted by industry analyst Ari Kaplan, which shares ideas, guidance, and perspectives from market leaders shaping the next generation of legal and professional services. This is Ari Kaplan, and I'm speaking today with Sean West, the co-founder of Hence Technologies, an external council management platform. Hi, Sean. How are you? Hey, great. Thanks for having me on. Oh, I'm looking forward to our conversation. So tell us about your background and the genesis of Hence. At Hence, we're, we're outsiders in the legal world. We've all come from different places. I spent my career in geopolitical risk. I was the deputy CEO of a company called Eurasia Group, a prominent geopolitical advisory firm. And as a result of selling advice and selling knowledge, I got a firsthand look at the dynamics between buyers and sellers of advice. And it felt to me like we live in a world today where I can find 200,000 reviews of a pair of bamboo bed sheets on Amazon, but I can't find high quality information about the professionals, lawyers, accountants, consultants that I want to hire. And when I transact with them, I always feel at a bit of a disadvantage about what things should cost, how work is going to get done, et cetera. It felt to me like we lived in a world where technology could and should solve that. So that's why I set up Hence with my two co-founders, Steve Heitkamp and Arun Chanmuganathan, all of us from different backgrounds, but all of us now converged on legal as the beachhead for this. What are the most significant risks that you see corporate legal departments facing in 2022? I see a few challenges. The world around us is changing right now. We have live wars in certain places. We have inflation risks. We have opportunities that come from economic dislocation. We have companies that want to do major acquisitions as the price of buying companies goes down. We see talent getting pulled in a tug of war between in-house and and external law firms. We see all these sorts of dynamics converging in 2022 here into a world where I feel like corporate legal departments need to be much more thoughtful about the way that they're purchasing external advice because the velocity at which they will need advice is increasing. The specialism of the advice they will need is increasing. The price of the advice that they will need is likely going up if it's going up in line with the market and in line with the talent wars. And yet legal, the muscles that most lawyers have developed over the years is to work with people they trust, work where there are relationships, and to just understand that value is somehow intrinsic and not measurable. I feel like the world that we're looking at right now, that we're experiencing right now, that's no longer good enough. And the need for corporates to tighten the belt a little bit on spending, to show that they're making progress on ESG criteria, like the diversity of who they engage externally, like the sustainability of who they engage externally, and the need to really deliver those business results that the businesses are counting on them to deliver in an environment like this just increases the imperative for departments to work smarter. Where are corporate legal teams driving change and where are they finding challenges in doing so? There's a huge amount of legal technology that is available and more and more companies being being set up every day. Part of what we see when we look out at the market is a whole lot of point solutions. We see systems that will disaggregate what's on a bill, or we see systems that will manage the minutiae of a particular matter, or maybe an entirely different software might have a data set that tells you a little bit 
about publicly available data related to diversity of your law firms. What I think a law departments are increasingly want is the ability to simply get a whole picture about who they're working with. Are they driving value? Do they match with their values? And that goes not just for the firms, that goes for the individuals. That's a really seismic change in the current environment, which is it used to be good enough to say, I've always worked with big firm A, we're just going to take someone from big firm A. But as a customer now, we hear law departments don't want to pay to subsidize the training of associates from big firm A. They don't want to work with a law firm that's in the news for something that's at cross currents with their corporate values. They don't want to continue to pay high rates for work that could be automated. So they're implementing all these solutions today that are trying to improve parts of their life. But increasingly, what we're realizing is it's actually the lawyers, the individual lawyers that you're really trying to get information about. The firm is a unit of analysis that is meaningful on some level, but actually the people delivering the work, the people that you really trust are the individuals that you're contracting with. And none of the solutions on the market, besides what we're building at Hence, really focus on the individuals. Have you worked with them before? Did they deliver value? Are they in the news for something that runs counter to your corporate values? If you can answer that question as a law department, then you can increase your confidence that you're getting higher quality work. That's really where we've seen a lot of interest from law departments in today's world. How can buyers of legal services leverage technology to specifically evaluate potential providers? Part of what we've tried to do in our product philosophy is start with the question, why does this not exist already? Like if you and I were to go for a cup of coffee, I could know a lot about whether that coffee is going to taste good or not before I walk in. But if I were going to hire you to be my consultant, I may not have a lot of information about whether you're going to be good or bad before I hire you. Like, Why hasn't that been solved? And it hasn't been solved because people don't want to crowdsource that information. The way that this has been solved in most consumer markets is you crowdsource it. Everybody shares their experience. It goes into some public forum. Someone convenes that forum, makes a little money for doing so, and everyone gets access to that info. With legal, it's confidential. It's controversial. It's governed by privilege. You're not going to run and write a post about how you don't like your lawyer. Someone will question your business acumen. Why are you using this lawyer if you don't like them? So the way that we get at solving that is by looking internally and saying to large corporations, you actually are a marketplace unto yourself. You do so much legal work. Average Fortune 500 does almost $200 million a year of legal work, tasking hundreds of law firms. Right? You have enough data to know who's good and bad. You've just never built a knowledge base to do that. So we come in and we do that for you. We implement a single knowledge base. A new worker who comes in, a new attorney on your corporate legal team can come in and actually see, let's say I was already on the team, see every lawyer I've ever worked with and whether they're good or bad. And a lot of how we do that is by consumerizing that feedback and going where customers are. If we can make it as simple as a gut reaction, did I get good quality today or not from the person that I worked with and capture those dots of information, they're hugely valuable. Where corporate legal departments tend to get it wrong today is they look for feedback in extensive quarterly surveys, really detailed analyses that most lawyers don't fill out. If they do, they game it or they give limited info. And there's a real results bias where if they won the case, they're going to say the lawyer was great, even if the lawyer wasn't great, even if they didn't like working with them, if it was a pain. Where if you can capture that information in flight, because you solve the question of how to extract it from a lawyer, how to make it easy, fun, create an incentive for them to give you to, to give you that information, put it where they work, have it pop up in a system they already use to capture that information, then you can start to solve this problem. Can you give us an example of how that works? 
let's say you're my lawyer and we're connected through Zoom and I'm on the phone with you today and you show up and you say, my team did a lot of preparation for this. In fact, actually, we spent about 15 hours prepping for this call today and here's what we learned. And in my head, I'm thinking to myself, I actually knew 80% of what you just told me. Like, I'm not really satisfied with this. In today's world, we disconnect and I go back to real work. I forget to log that somewhere. With hence, what we do is we will pop up at the end of a Zoom meeting. So you'll disconnect and it will say, how was your meeting with you know, Ari Kaplan Esquire today? And you'll be able to drop little bits of information about that into the system in less than two seconds. If you receive a document from your attorney, we would look to show up in Microsoft Word and say, how is the quality of this document today, right? Those types of nudges and just being available will encourage people to give us higher value information faster and closer to the point where they can really assess it. Because in hindsight, most lawyers are nice people. They're great. They're great people. We like spending time with them. We'd eat lunch with them if it didn't cost us $2,000 to go out to lunch with them. We intrinsically will over time forget the day-to-day interactions if they haven't been colossal failure or colossal success. What we really want to capture is who over the long run is really delivering value frequently so that we can drive more work to them, especially high volume work. Things like insurance claims and other types of contract work, other things that are repetitive. If you can drive even a little bit of incremental value from an attorney that you sourced even a little bit faster because you already had a knowledge base about who was available and who was going to be good or bad, that saves you time, it saves you money, and it gives you higher quality. How do you see corporate legal teams integrating data analytics like this into their technology portfolios? There's been a big movement towards creating analytics in legal departments and legal operations teams have done a really good job of using Tableau and Power BI and all sorts of different types of data visualization software to run those analytics and give reams of analytics. Part of what we're trying to do is say, well, it's great to have like ungodly amount of data and information about how the engagement went, but actually that's only being used by the operational teams. Maybe it's being passed up as a single uninteractive dashboard to an executive. What if we could democratize access to that information by making it available on a platform where you could get to the root cause of a problem? So instead of just seeing there's a problem, you can actually follow the trail of the data intuitively without being an expert because the system feels natural. It feels like something that would have been designed by Google. It feels like something you'd be used to using. That then unlocks the real power of data analytics and visualization because you're able to answer the core business problems. We're lucky at Hence in the sense that we have a relationship with Palantir Technologies where we are built on top of their Foundry platform, which is one of the most sophisticated data management platforms in the world. And as a result, we're able to bring a huge amount of analytical horsepower to customers. But what we're obsessed about is how they interact with it. It's not enough to give them the horsepower and say, this is great. You can generate every analysis from every angle that you want or answer, how many times am I disappointed on Tuesday by a lawyer from a mid-sized firm? Like Maybe that's relevant, maybe that's not relevant. But the reality is, if you give them the ability to pose the core business questions and draw on all the data that's there in an intuitive way, they will do it and they will make better choices. How do you see the landscape for legal talent changing? At Hence, we think about talent in a few different ways. We think about the war for talent in the legal department. We think about the talent opportunities for building really interesting legal technology. So let me take those in turn. With respect to talent available available for hire, we see a disequilibrium coming between the supply and demand of legal talent. 
we see a world that is becoming more complex, where companies are going to need more advice. They're going to need more specialized advice. They're going to need that with fewer resources. And we see that at a time where there are crazy bidding wars to attract top lawyers to particular firms, raising the cost of actually buying that advice and increasing the need for departments to get smart about where they can source great talent and how much they should be paying for that talent. So we think about it in that regard. But we should also think about the talent that's available to solve problems in the legal space. Now, at Hence, we're a UK headquartered business with a presence in the UK and in continental Europe and the USA. But we've actually built pretty much the entire business and team in Kigali, Rwanda, which is not the natural place to be building a legal tech company. But for us, what we saw was a huge amount of phenomenal talent coming out of the fantastic universities in Rwanda, some regional African campuses for places like Carnegie Mellon and others, where there's just huge amount of talent that's available in an economy that has, you know, has no corruption, has the fastest internet in Africa, and could actually allow us to hire dozens of engineers who could think about the problems in the legal space from a very different framework. The talent that's building hence is coming at these problems really as technology problems, optimization problems, and understanding the object of analysis is legal not as ex-lawyers trying to solve things that annoyed them in the legal space or others' versions that can get to old things. So we see huge opportunity to bring talent into the legal tech space from different geographies. And we also see an opportunity for corporate legal teams to tap legal advice in places that are further afield than just New York or London or some of the other capitals that they're used to hiring from. There are globally seasoned lawyers that are available around the world that have decided for whatever reason to be located in different places or not be connected to large firms. And if you can de-risk the opportunity to hire those individuals, you will get better, better results or equal results at a lower price. You just simply need to have a conviction that there are smart people everywhere and that you can in some way de-risk the choice to not always go with the largest, most trusted brand. And our view is that that will increasingly be attractive to departments going forward. This is Ari Kaplan speaking with Sean West, the co-founder of Hence Technologies, an external counsel management platform. Sean, thanks so very much. Really a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Reinventing Professionals podcast. Visit ReinventingProfessionals.com or AriKaplanAdvisors.com to learn more.